inspiration to like say like hey what if I would like be a guidance counselor or a teacher mm-hmm. that's a good question um first off I had several people in my family older adults uh, a couple of aunts who were school teachers uh-huh. and um they would you know talk a little bit about their work and I always thought that seemed fun and um, I always, when I was a child, you know, playing with other children in the neighborhood, sometimes we would play school, oh. and I always enjoyed that, being a teacher. And yeah. then what really convinced me was my fifth grade teacher was an excellent teacher. Yeah. And she just made learning fun, and there was always something to do. You didn't have time to get bored or anything and, yeah. and she just um had she was just very creative uh-huh. in um the things the way that she taught us yeah. so uh, she was a big big part of why i decided i wanted to be a teacher too uh-huh and uh, what was the first grade you taught because i know you taught a lot of grades but what was the first one uh-huh. you did <clears throat> I taught kindergarten for 10 years, and um, by the time, by my 10th year, I had just had Tom. He he was a baby, and so um, I had been doing kindergarten a lot, uh, you know, like I said, a long time, and kindergarten, you'd be surprised, is very tiring, um, because you have to constantly change activities um, because the children have a short attention span. Yeah. So you would have to plan many, 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 many activities a day. Mm -hmm. And it just got tiring, and I thought, I don't want to go home tired to my children. I want to have energy for uh, Laura and Tom. So I thought, I think an upper grade would be a little easier, so I spoke with my principal about it and um, asked her about changing to uh, an upper level grade, and uh, she said, well, how about fifth grade? Would you enjoy that? And I said, oh, yes, I would love that. So then I taught fifth grade for two years, and then... Bear in mind that um, 
your mom and Uncle Tom were still very young. Yeah. So then I thought, well, is is there another way that um, I can still teach but not have as much lesson plans to do? Mm-hmm. So I taught middle school. And with middle school, the students change classes. So yeah. the teacher usually just has to teach one class. Yeah. And that means she's, she's only got... Uh, he or she only has to prepare for one subject every day. Yeah. So I did that uh, and uh, enjoyed that. I've always wondered, uh, when you're a teacher, like, let's just say, like, if you're about to, to teach, like, uh, fifth grade, um, what's, like, is it, like, over the summer you're making lesson plans, or do you, do people send you lesson plans, or... Do you go through a book? Like, like I know I went through, like, a textbook when I was in public school, but, like, wh- like how do you, like, make a lesson plan? Um, you make them yourself. There's, there's, or at least when I was teaching, you, you make the lessons yourself. Now, you have textbooks, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, um, you teach from, but then the way... You, the way you teach it um, is is kind of up to you, and um, there, there's room for a lot of creativity there. Not, yeah. Uh, um, so that's really neat. And you ask about working on lesson plans in the summer. A lot of times I would. I would um, not plan my lessons for the whole year. But I would, I would get a general idea of what I wanted to do and how I wanted to present it. And uh, then I would work on some specific plans. But um, a lot of the lesson planning you do maybe a week or two weeks ahead of time. Uh-huh. And that's about as far as you can do it because you never know, like, you know, up here we've had school closed because of the hurricane. Yeah. You never know when there's going to be something that will stop you um, from being able to continue on. So yeah. uh, it's probably wiser not to try and get too far ahead. Yeah. And um, I forgot what I was going to say. Um do you like, like, if you're a teacher, and, you, and I know that I've heard that, uh, you know, you, after the students leave, you know, you might work on report cards, but when you get home, would you, you know, like, get on a computer and make a lesson plan, or would you, like, um, go play with the kids? Well, then, this tells you how long ago it was that I taught. When I was teaching, there were not computers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't come, come along till later. Mm-hmm. So, uh, lesson plans would just be done, <clears throat> you would write them out by hand mm-hmm. in what they call the lesson plan book. Mm-hmm. So, um, that, that's one thing, you know, technology has come a long way. Yeah. And it's affected every area of our life, and, you know, in, including teachers, um, the way they do things. Yeah. Um, but mostly um, in the afternoons, the students would leave before the teachers would. Yeah. And we would be at school for 
about an hour mm-hmm. after the students left. So that's when I tried to get my lesson planning done. Mm-hmm. Again, because um, when when I came home, I wanted to come home and be a mom. Yeah. Um, to your mom and to Uncle Tom, I, I didn't want to have to be... Um, working, make, making my lesson plans. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned report cards. You're right. Sometimes I did have to come, come home and, and do my report cards at home or if there was something extra. But in general, I, I completed it um, during the school day. Yeah. And if you didn't have a lesson plan to work on, let's say maybe it was like... Um, you had had some spare time, so you had, you know, finished your lesson plans. What would you do, like, um, if you had finished a lesson plan, but you still needed to be at school? Like, what would you do? Or would you just go home? No, I wouldn't go home. Uh, there's always something to do. Yeah. Um, you can always find something. So I would work on my lesson plans, and then mm-hmm. if I had any extra time, um... I might look at rearranging the classroom to see if there would be a better way of, uh-huh. um, you know, putting the desks. Or I would do bulletin boards and uh, try and make those attractive. Or mm-hmm. um, just uh, I would go in the library and look for books that I thought the students would enjoy. Yeah. Um, either reading themselves or I would read to them after. Um, yeah. Uh, after lunch. So there, there's always something to do. I, I, I never really sat there and thought, well, I should be hurt, would hurry up and be time to go home. Yeah. Um, I was just wondering, like, what, you said you taught middle school, right? For two years, mm-hmm. yes. And, you know, you mentioned going to the library. Like, in middle school, do you still read books? Because I remember when I was in, like, fourth grade in public school, like, the teacher would still read books to us. But would you still read books in, like, middle school? Because the kids, you know, have probably learned to read by then. But... Well, that's a good question. And actually, I did still read to them. Cool. And, um... Uh, you know, I had each group of students in middle school. The students would change classes, yeah. so I had each group of students for about fifty minutes. Uh huh. And um, we would go through whatever the lesson was for the day. Yeah. And um, then I would read for probably about the last ten minutes, and mm-hmm. it was a book that there. At their interest level yeah, and yeah. grade level, it, you know, it wasn't a, a kindergarten book. Yeah. It was a book appropriate for middle schoolers. Uh huh. And this question. I'm sorry. It's fine. Uh, this question is kind of uh, yeah a little off topic, but did you ever read Moby Dick to the kids? No, I did not. Uh-huh. Um, that would have been a little bit advanced for the. Um, for middle school, yeah, and um, particularly the middle school that I, uh, where I taught, um, the students um, were not as good a reader, uh, and so that would have been a little bit advanced for them. Yeah. 
But so, I did read some good books. And uh, to the, what was one of the books you read? Um, one of them um, was called Where the Red Fern Grows. Mm -hmm. And um, that was a very popular book at the time. Yeah. And it was a story of a young uh, boy, probably about your age, who lived on a farm and wanted to have hunting dogs to go <laughs> hunting. Yeah. And so it, it, I won't give the story away, but it, it, it told a little bit about how he worked to earn money to, to buy two mm -hmm. hunting dogs and then yeah. tra uh, talked about training them to hunt and the different hunts that they went on so yeah. um, it was a neat book uh -huh. and I, I i mean you probably read a lot of books to the kids right mm -hmm. yeah, what was the yeah what was the fate what was your like all-time favorite book you read while you were teaching or, or like to like the students what was like your favorite book that you would read to them mm -hmm. well um in middle school, it would have been Where the Red Fern Grows. Yeah. I, I, told, you know, I just mentioned that. When I taught fifth grade, um, let me think. Um, well, let me back up. When I okay. taught uh, kindergarten, it would be Charlotte's Web. Yeah. They enjoyed that. And then fifth grade, oh my goodness, there were several. Um, that I really enjoyed, um, and for the, uh, <laughs> I'm just drawing a blank on the title, but some of the titles right now. Yeah, that's um, fine. If I think about one in a minute, I'll, I'll come back and, and tell you, but, but right now I'm, I'm just kind of drawing a blank on Oh, it's okay. Um, um so in total how many grades did you teach i taught three grades i taught kindergarten uh fifth grade and well no i, I guess four grades and then in middle school i taught two years but the first year i taught sixth grade uh -huh. and the second year i taught seventh grade yeah so was like moving up like with students like you know you said that you mentioned that you it moved up from sixth grade to seventh grade. Was, back then, was it common for teachers to move up grades? Um, somewhat. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know how common it is now. Yeah. But um, it 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 did it did definitely happen where you would move up. And one of the neat things uh, about doing sixth grade and then seventh grade is that the year I taught sixth grade, you know, I had all my students, and yeah. then when I taught seventh grade, I had a lot of the same ones. Yeah. So that was neat. They knew me, yeah. and I knew them, and, you know, they were accustomed to how I did things, mm -hmm. and, you know, I, I knew how they worked, and so... That was really neat. Yeah. I enjoyed that. You know, uh, when I was going to school, uh, in public school, there was um, there was a teacher named Miss Fisher, and if she's listening to this right now, um, she's...
she, I, I remember thinking she was, you know, hearing she was a good teacher, but um, she, uh, I remember she moved up from uh, first grade to second grade, and mm-hmm. I, and that, that, I remember thinking, wow, I, I don't think that happened, would happen very much, and when she moved up, there was only one kid who, um, I think it was only one kid who was in the, her class again. So that was interesting. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, I've learned a lot of stuff I didn't know about uh, teaching. <laughs> um, and, you know, we could probably talk for hours, but we don't have that much time. Um, so, uh, you know, you said that you had started as a teacher and then you decided to become a guidance counselor. And, you know, there's still guidance counselors in public school now, as far as I know. Uh, But when did you have the idea, you know, hey, maybe I should become a guidance counselor? Um, After I had been teaching for, oh dear, I'm going to say maybe four or five years, um, I, I... as I was working, I realized that so many of the children where I taught came from very troubled uh, families. Yeah. Um, um, the the parents were um, sometimes working very long hours and didn't get to spend much much time with their children. Um, they um, uh, would move around a lot. Yeah. Um, just um, and and they just had problems associated. Yeah. Um, with their family, and it, it wasn't the students' fault. It yeah. Was just how things were, mm-hmm. and so uh, I thought, and and those students who who did have problems usually did not do as well in school and it was because they didn't have a stable home. Yeah. So I thought, you know, if I could help those children to have a state uh, to to feel more secure and uh, help help them some with their problems that yeah. they might have, they would do better in in the classroom. Yeah. And so um that's why I decided to become a guidance counselor. But it took a few years before I became a ga- uh, guidance counselor yeah. because I had to go back to college and um, uh, get a, a master's degree yeah. in uh, in guidance. And then after that, um, they put a freeze on hiring new guidance counselors for a while. Oh. So... They weren't hiring any anywhere. Yeah. Uh, but when the freeze lifted, I was fortunate enough to um, um, get a job as a guidance counselor, and that's when I went back to the school where I had taught kindergarten and fifth grade, and I became the guidance counselor there. Uh huh. For for nine years, and then for seven years, then I moved up to a high school uh-huh. and was a guidance counselor there. And uh. What is like the everyday schedule of a guidance counselor? Because I only talk to a guidance counselor once. I would rarely interact with one, and uh, it was just about a, 
you know, there was a mean kid in class, and I wanted, you know, to ask county guidance counselor's opinion, but um, what, like, is, like, an everyday schedule? Because I, I rarely interacted with the guidance counselor, not to have anything against them. I was just, you know, and other stuff to do, like school. So what is, like, mm-hmm. an everyday schedule? Well, the neat thing about being a guidance counselor is every day is different. So, uh, um, no two days were ever the same. But um, a a typical day um, would start out in the the morning, and um, there might be a parent who would call and say, "Um, could you talk to my child, uh, our, our dog? died last night and my child's real upset and can you talk to him yeah. or him or her and so of course I would I would go get yeah. the student and um, get the teacher's permission for the yeah. student to leave and come to my room come to my office and then um, so there would be things like that where I would talk with students individually about whatever problems they were having, and then um, also I still went to the classroom once a week mm-hmm. for each grade, and uh, like in um, uh, second grade, I taught about good study habits because that's when school begins to to get a little bit tougher, you know, when you start having homework, and I would teach the children um, ways to study um, more effectively, and um, then you mentioned talking to your guidance counselor about a bully. Uh, In the fifth grade, I would talk to students about conflict resolution, and what that means, conflict resolution is if two students or two people are having a problem, how can you solve the problem peacefully um, without one student bullying the other Mm -hmm. or um, uh, one student being cruel to another or unkind. So um, I got to do that too. And then another thing that the um, guidance counselors do is they're in charge of the testing. I don't know if you ever had to take any testing, Ben, when you were in public school. Yeah. Like a big test every year. Um, Well, I was the one who had to organize that for all the classes, all the grades. So that that was another thing I did. And then um, I always sent a newsletter once a month Mm -hmm. for the whole school. I prepared that and sent that home to the students' um, parents to read so they would know what was going on in school and each classroom, what they were studying, and just helpful information. Yeah. So just a lot of different tasks, but they were all uh, all really enjoyable for me. I, I enjoy yeah. being a counselor in elementary school. Yeah, that's so cool that not one day was the same. And how many years were you being a guidance counselor in total? 
Well, in total, 16 years. Okay. Nine years as, as an elementary school counselor, yeah. and then seven years as a high school counselor. Uh-huh, and if that's 16, what, uh, you're probably doing more than this, but if you say you're doing uh, 100 days a year, uh, you know, being at school, and I, let me see, 100 times 16 would be... Um, 1,600 days. Yeah, 1,600. So not one day. That, that's so cool how not one day was the same. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and it, let me clarify. It, yeah. it wasn't that each day was radically different. But, yeah. um, you know, almost every day there would be something that would pop up that, uh, you wouldn't, you know, necessarily expect. Yeah. And so it, it was always like there was kind of a, a little surprise every day. Yeah. And it, it just made it um, very interesting. I always enjoyed going to work. Yeah. So, um, you know, I talked a lot about you uh, teaching and working in the school system. I understand that uh, you started a facial business. Um, when was it? Well, actually, I started that right after I retired. I retired because my mother and father and my aunt and uncle, uh, they were all older, uh-huh. and they all got sick at one time, and I needed to take care of them. Yeah. Because I don't have any brothers or sisters, you know, to help take care of my mother and father, and my aunt and uncle didn't have any children, so yeah. they didn't have any anyone, so um, they all were in nurse, a nursing home, and so I would go and see them every day and uh, visit with them and take them to their doctor appointments and yeah. do whatever they needed, but I did have a little extra time, and I thought, you know, I think I would like to do a job. Um, that would be, uh, be a job where people would enjoy coming to see me, that I could do some kind of service for them yeah. that they would enjoy. Yeah. And um, I had had facials at the time, and I knew how relaxing it was. Yeah. And I thought, you know, if I could help women when they get off work to to have a nice facial and feel real relaxed when they leave to go home and their skin looks pretty and bright. Um, but that would be a neat thing. I've never had so, a facial. Uh, well, I've never had a facial, well, so I don't really know what that feels like. <laughs> it is very relaxing. It's, a, it's um, I don't know if you've ever had your teeth cleaned, um, but you know how your teeth can clean your teeth better than you can with yeah. a toothbrush. Yeah, yeah. Well, a facial can clean your face better than you can do it yourself doing it with uh, soap and water. Uh, yeah. It's just a very, very deep cleaning, and then you massage the client's head and their face, and so it's very relaxing, yeah. too. Um, so how long did it take, you know, well, how long was it from, you know, the uh, 
interest of, hey, I want to start this business from, like, the day you opened it, the business? It was a little over a year because I had to go to uh, a school and and learn, you have to be licensed to be a fa- uh, an, an esthetician. That's what they call a person who does facial. Yeah. So that took about a year. And then after that, uh, I opened my own business. Cool. And was there, like, how, like, were you, like, somewhat nervous to start the business? Or were you, like, really excited and kind of nervous? Or were you just, like, 100% excited? Um, I was a little bit nervous, but I was very excited, too, because Mm -hmm. when I went to the school to be an esthetician, part of it was we would practice um, giving facials, Uh and uh, there there would actually be customers who would come in. They, They knew it was a school, a facial school, so they knew it was going to be students giving them facial, but um, they would come, and so I practiced on a lot of different people, and um, everybody's skin is a little bit different. Yeah. So uh, if a student or if a, a, a client has real oily skin, you would, you know, treat it a certain way, or if they had very dry skin, you treat it a certain way, or sometimes they're uh, different skin conditions like rosacea mm-hmm. and if a client had that then you would do something else yeah so uh, there were you know several um, several ways of doing facials depending on the client's skin condition yeah and uh, I found that very interesting yeah so uh, you know you went to the facial you know, school to get a license to do that. And did you get a master's degree in um, teaching? I got a master's degree, yes, in education. And then a master's degree in guidance. uh, Wow, two master's degrees. Yeah, two master's degrees. Uh Uh, I don't have any master's degrees, but (laughs) I'm underage. Well... You, you know, you, you never know. Not every job requires a master's degree, but uh, some do. Yeah. So, uh, just depending on what you select. Yeah, and, the, and then... A master's, degree, a master's degree is usually just one extra year. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't take that long to complete it, really. And they're still important to get, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I never regretted getting uh, either one of mine. I thought yeah. it was a, um, a good thing for me. So, wow, that's... um. Th- were, were those like your three main jobs through your entire career? Well, um, actually, after I... Um, decided to stop being an esthetician, yeah. uh, I went to work and I was an assistant to three stockbrokers, uh, and I, um, I did that after um, my parents and aunt and uncle had passed away. Mm-hmm. I had um, 
more free time. Yeah. And um, someone at our church, in fact, it was our Sunday school teacher, yeah. was a stockbreaker. And he was the one who told me that there was an opening at the yeah. company where he worked. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, I think you would enjoy it and it would... Um, um, again, be a, a very different job, and there's always something interesting to do. So, um, I interviewed for that job, and I was yeah. hired, and I, I worked at that probably for, I think, about four years. Uh huh. And just a quick question what is a stock book? Um, it's a, a, a stockbroker is a, a, a person who helps um, individuals uh, invest their money, their savings in, in things that will pay them um, good interest. And um, so the stockbroker can help the um, client prepare for retirement, mm -hmm. uh, making sure that he gets enough saved to prepare for retirement. Or, uh, there were also some, um, some plans that um, many times parents or grandparents would get for their children or grandchildren, yeah. a savings account um, uh -huh. for them to go to college. Uh -huh. So that was kind of neat, too. Mm-hmm. So that's, um, gosh, um, so that's three to four, um, you know, big jobs you had over the years? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I enjoyed every one of them. Good. Uh, they were all, you know, very, very different from each other, but, um, um, I, I enjoyed the people that I worked with, and every job I, I was fortunate in that I felt like I was helping someone. Yeah. And um, that's, that's a, gives, gives you a good feeling yeah, when you feel yeah. like your job has some uh, benefit to other people. Yeah. So, well, it was a successful career. Well, uh, I was very blessed. E each time I made a job change, I really felt like the Lord was kind of leading me yeah. in that direction. And um, it, it, every one of them turned out to be a good decision at yeah. the time. So uh, even though you're right, you know, that's several different jobs, but, but each one was the right choice to make at that time. Yeah, and, you know, this might be kind of hard if you loved all your jobs so much, but what was the favorite one you ever did? Like, or, or were they all great, or was there one that just, you know, really, you remember, that one was really good? Um, well, if I could give you two. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I would say... Uh, being a high school counselor, uh -huh. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah. And then being uh, an esthetician. Uh -huh. And again, that was because I, um, I could just see women coming in really tired after a day's work. And yeah. sometimes they would fall asleep while I was giving them a facial. Yeah. So I thought, well, you know, that's good. They're good and relaxed. Yeah. So, um, and you know, we that could... was enjoyable. We, we could talk a little more about, 
you know, everything for hours longer, but unfortunately we don't have that time frame. Yeah, so thank you so much for coming on the podcast over the phone. It was great to learn more about lots of stuff, actually, for me, um, for the listeners. Yeah, I really, I really appreciate you asking me. Um, I really do. Yeah. And uh, I thank you for interviewing me. Oh, you're welcome. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, thank you so much.